Hi, hola, bonjour. Welcome to Echelle's Dream Space. I'm glad you picked this episode. I'm sure it will have at least one message for you. The aim of this podcast is to provide different perspectives and practical tools that you may also find useful as you explore your inner realm. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing today? Hi, Shell. I'm great. Thanks. And you? Awesome. Thank you. It's great to have you. And uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know who Sarah is, she is a holistic health and healing coach. I got that right. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. She's a She's a person I just connected with very recently on Instagram, and then we had a chat and just things kind of started flowing and it seemed like, you know, it's like we kind of know when you meet a person even just online that you're going to get along because we have uh, a lot of things in common. And then we're like, well, yeah, let's do this. Let's record a podcast episode. And um, yeah, so it's great to have you. Um, What would you like to start with? Because I was thinking maybe you could start by sharing your journey a little bit with our listeners. I think that's a great place to start as well. Um, So my name's Sarah Dawkins and I was a registered nurse for 20 years and I'm now a holistic health coach. And I transitioned from nursing to coaching because I wasn't getting the fulfillment that um, that nurtured my soul from nursing. I, I felt that I was helping the clients in the hospital, but only through the medical model, because that's what that's all we were allowed to do and there's so much more that we can do for healing so um being a holistic health coach was at odds with working in the medical model so I decided to leave um the nursing role and pursue the health coaching role and I'd previously healed myself of multiple health problems from candida joint pains headaches um Suicidal depression was the very last one. Um, Thyroid problems, burnt out adrenal glands, eczema, psoriasis, acid reflux. So I've gone through a whole range of like normal um, health problems um, and healed those. And I thought, how can I help the world? Um, Partly I can help as a coach and help others to understand their own journey. But partly as um, I thought I could write a book about my own journey, my own healing. And so I started to write about it, uh, but then I thought, well, actually, this is just about me um, and how many people can I help? Only the people that have had the health problems that I've had. So that's when I had the idea to bring on board a lot more people who healed a lot more health problems. Um, And 74 other people came on board and my book, Heal Yourself, was born. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for that that intro. And uh, I, I didn't know before when we when we talked, you didn't mention that um, you had suicidal depression, right? You said, and that seems uh, it just kind of like struck me as like something super important to to talk about a little bit more on here because I do feel like a lot of people listening have had these thoughts, even if it's just it doesn't have to necessarily be um, to the point where you're going to commit suicide, but. And I can speak for myself, I did have a period in my life where I just didn't want to be here. And just that those thoughts of wanting to disappear, not knowing how to disappear, but wanting to, that's kind of leading to that kind of depression, right? And I do feel like a lot of people, uh, like I said, that are tuning in, uh, have had these moments in their lives because we just feel like we don't, don't really belong anywhere. So maybe can you just expand a little bit on how you... Um, got yourself out of that like what were the steps that you took um well first of all I went to the doctor uh who because I was still quite in the medical model but uh, so I went to the doctor who diagnosed it um and having had um depression postnatally I decided I didn't want to do antidepressants again because they just they just left me feeling like a zombie so I told the doctor this time I said I'm not going to take antidepressants um, so he's like, well, do you want sleeping tablets? I'm like, no, I don't want any pharmaceuticals. I'm going to heal this. And he's like, well, you, you can't. You need medication. I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I really had no idea. 
And I walked out of there thinking, you know, what what am I going to do? You know, I'm already in this low mood. Wow. But we had dogs. So um, every day I had to go outside and walk the dogs and I would walk outside with my head down. I didn't want to make eye contact with people. Um, and that was a daily occurrence because the dogs needed walking. So slowly but surely doing this every day, I started to notice little things like there was a crack of blue sky because I was in the UK at the time. Crack of blue sky and the grey clouds. And then the trees were coming into bud. And then I'd see the, the trees swaying with the, with the wind. And there was a little river that was alongside the path that I walked down. So I started listening and noticing. So slowly but surely, I started coming out of myself and noticing all these little things. Um, and looking back now, I know I was becoming mindful, but at the time I had no idea what I was doing. So I just started tuning into what was going on with me, what was going on around me. Um, and as I started to do more of this, I actually started to feel better in that my days weren't quite so dark. I wasn't crying every day. And then I started to think, well, what else can I do? Um, to help myself because I'm starting to feel better. So I started doing some meditations and I tried to do the sit-in with the cross-legged thing and they're doing nothing, trying to empty my mind and just be, and, and this mind chatter was going, you're just still worthless, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I started looking into guided meditations on YouTube um, to help me. And initially it was just like, just to find peace in myself, you know, just to find joy just to find out who I was, just to try and lift my mood. And, um, and I also started practicing gratitude, just that I'm actually still alive. I have got a loving family, a roof over my head. Um, so the practicing the gratitude, the mindfulness, and then doing some meditations through um, YouTube. Um, and then as, as I started to feel better again, I started doing meditations on dare I start looking into my future and what does my future look like and, and what's that going to, how different is it going to be? Because where I'm at now, I'm so unfulfilled. And that's when I started meditating on can I be an entrepreneur, can I set up a business, can I win awards? Um, so it was all, you know, big things, but little things as well, you know, like sitting down with a really good cup of coffee or somebody would have a, a text conversation with me um, so there's lots of little things that we can do and, and breathing, just simple breathing exercises, you know, just following the breath into your body and being really aware of how it feels, how it sounds, how expanded your lungs can be and then breathing out because that oxygen helps us as part of our healing journey as well. Yeah. So they're all little things really, but they're all very necessary on the journey to health and wellness. Well, yes, uh, I agree with you on everything you just said. And I can also speak for myself that uh, especially mindfulness was something that I discovered and got into uh, little by little, because at first I had a big resistance to it. I don't know if you experienced that, but it was like, I can't really sit there and just, you know, be calm and I have to do things. You know, I was always distracting myself from looking at what I didn't want to look at. Right. And so that was a big thing for me is like really learning how to be more mindful. And it, it, to, to me, it's all, it's even something that I'm still uh, working on on a day-to-day -day basis because it's easy to forget sometimes, right? To be in the present moment. And, you know, sometimes we have these moments where like, wait a second, uh, did I just do that? I, I can't, you can't remember because you, you're not present, right? It's like, oh, you kind of like skip moments of your life. You're doing things on autopilot a lot. And I do think it's a big thing to train ourselves to to be really present, right? And oh, yeah. absolutely, mm. absolutely. And and when I started the being mindful, I was only mindful while I was out walking the dogs. Mm. I couldn't be mindful because I didn't know what I was doing. So in the home, in the home, uh, or out shopping, I couldn't be mindful because I didn't know what I was doing. Whereas walking the dogs, I was outside in green space on my own. Um, so I think I was more able to just be and tune into what was going on around me. Whereas, you know, at home, it was just my normal place. And I just didn't, I couldn't find my, uh, a way to be mindful at home until I'd started to feel a little bit better being outside. And I think outside space is so good as well for healing. Mm, yeah, that's true. Nature, right? The 
find that connection that we naturally have with nature and that sometimes we we tend to forget uh, as we grow, especially those, those of you who have been growing up in big cities like me, for example, right? It's like you do have maybe parks and stuff nearby, but you're mostly used to seeing cars and all the noise and then your body just kind of get, gets used to that. But it's, you know, that doesn't mean your nervous system is necessarily uh, in a good place at that moment. You know, it's like and when you're used to that since you're little. It's like when you grow up and you realize like, oh my gosh, all these years I've been living, you know, in this, uh, like in a way tense uh, environment, you know, and my nervous system needs to like regulate and, and really find that inner peace. And then once you start finding that, um, what I found, and you can probably also agree with me on this is like, uh, and then you said it yourself too. It's like, once you start doing that, just little things, all the rest just kind of starts uh, falling into place. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And and like we've both alluded to, it the inner work, we can just start off really small. And I think that's the key because you know, when you look at healing, it's so multifaceted that you can become overwhelmed with the sheer volume of what do I need to do and how do I need to do it. So I think pick one small thing and start focusing on that. And then when you you're getting better at doing that or or adding more things or if you feel that the urge to add in more things do so but really I think the key to it is start really small yes yeah definitely I agree wow and then everything else you said of course of gratitude yes um what do you have today right uh, what I like to say is, I, and I don't remember where I saw this, but I saw this somewhere, whereas it's like, um, think about what you have, because the things that you don't have at the moment, you don't really need them, you know, or else you would have them like the universe provides you what you need yep. in the moment. And if it's not providing you with something, it's because maybe you're wishing to have that but it comes maybe from a place of lack or you're wishing you had that but really do you really want that does your soul really want that right so yeah <laughs> absolutely absolutely and it's and the other thing is about is it what's what do we need for our highest good because you know we can have wants and needs and desires um just because but are they are they really what we need or is it just what we want yeah Exactly, exactly, right? Sometimes we confuse those two. And um, and this, I, I guess, kind of leads into the next topic that I would like to talk about with you, which, which is shadow work. Because I know that your, uh, your, your work involves a lot of this type of inner work, shadow work. And um, we were talking about this the other day. Um, yeah, what does your soul really want? And sometimes when you haven't done enough of that inner work, you think you want certain things, but those things that you think you want actually stem from some sort of trauma or things that you haven't dealt with within yourself yet. Uh, I'll give a clear example. Um, let's say you're saying, oh, I, I want a relationship with a person that is very good at communicating, but if they're not good at communicating, I don't want that, you know, it's like, but where is that stemming from? Is that, is that really what you want? Or is it because maybe in your childhood, you didn't have that communication with your, with your family. And now you're looking for someone to, to, to have that with, you know, but you're actually being over needy. And, you know, so then you attract relationships in which you actually don't get that. You're going to, you're going to get people who are going to abandon you all the time and not, not respond to your text messages because it's trying to make you see, hey, this is some, you know, shadow work that you have to do around that. So, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and I see a lot of my clients come to me and the problems stem from their childhood, really. They've got roots in their childhood. So once it's, you know, as we get talking and, uh, well, you know, is that really a problem or is there something underneath that? And then is that really a problem or is there something underneath that? And then when we look back to what happened in their childhood, we can see a, a direct correlation to what's going on now. You know, I had a client recently and when he came to me, he said, oh, I had a great childhood. You know, I could do what I want. Basically, I could be out all, all hours of every day. And then the second session I had uh, with him, he's like, actually, I had a really bad childhood. I had to bring my siblings up because I was the eldest. And... Um, my parents to show teach me a lesson took me to a children's home and dumped me there so it's like I, I can totally see you know how that now has impacted your life but his first thought was I had a great childhood 
Um, and, and that's a lot of people's, but it's, you know, when we, when we dare to look back and do that shadow work and address the, the issues that we've either hidden or not remembered, it's about under, you know, what's underpinning the behaviors and the thoughts and your actions, where do they come from and what's underpinning that and what's underpinning that and what thought or belief underpins a behavior or a thought that you have now, where does it come from? Because in the main, unless we've become conscious of our beliefs ourselves, um, we're using the beliefs of our parents because we're running on that autopilot. So once we become conscious of a belief, why do I believe that about that? Is it my belief? Um, and if it's not, change it. You know, we, I was raised in a medical model. So I believe that's all there was. I went to, to nursing school. I trained as a nurse. I became a nurse. I've been a nurse for 20 years because I've been, that was my belief that you, you, when you're sick, you go to a doctor and he gives you a prescription and a, a diagnosis and you, and you get well. But then, you know, it was a, through a process of learning that I then changed my beliefs that actually to get well, I just need to tap into my body and take my responsibility back. And I, I realized that the belief that I needed a doctor came from my parents because they were in the medical model. So I changed that belief about myself. And now I know that I can heal myself and we can all heal ourselves. We're born innate healers. So it's about understanding where your beliefs come from and changing what no longer serves you. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So then can you tell us a little bit more about what you do, you know, with, uh, as, uh, as a holistic uh, health coach? Sure. Um, I, my work, I work face to face or on the internet or on the phone, depending on, the, on whether the client wants to be videoed or just on a phone call. Um, and it's a case of see what um, condition they, they present with or what problem they present with or what diagnosis they present with and look at what the body is trying to say through the symptoms that they've got or where the belief about what the problem is that they've got. So it's about unpicking um, what's going on in their mind and their body. And I just literally I just have a conversation with them and find out what their problem is and then reflect their questions back to them for them to answer them themselves because our subconscious mind is always working it knows the answers to everything um, it knows how to resolve all of our problems so when I reflect it back or or repeat what they've said and so you know are you saying this is that what I'm understanding I try not to um give advice unless it's asked I'm more about asking them reflecting it back to them um so that they can because if they know the answers to their own problems and um, they just need help to to find the problem and then the answer so it's just a conversation we just have conversations that's beautiful yes I love that because uh, this is something I felt really strongly from you when we first talked is that that building the trust, right? It's like we were saying like, oh, I really have to mention this because yes, uh, people know, everybody knows what they need. It's just that that they have to work on building that inner trust and uh, the trusting the intuition, but also fine tuning the intuition because we can, of course, uh, take uh, paths that are not necessarily aligned with our highest good or our destiny or what whatever you want to call it. But uh, but still, you have the, the possibility of working on that as well. And uh, you are doing a great job of doing that, it seems like. <laughs> Yeah. And, and it is that trust as well uh, issue because, you know, you can't just work with anybody and everybody. You have to um, have a feeling, have a, have a knowing that, that you, you get on with this person, that you're going to you know, be able to work with this person. Um, and the flip side of that is that even people who say they want to heal, ultimately not everybody wants to heal because they've built a life around their diagnosis and they've become their diagnosis and they've built a network of support um and to give that up and step into an unknown is is takes a lot of courage and it's quite frightening and and some people are not ready to do that so they will they will stay within the diagnosis and that because that is who they have become Wow, so I, and I like to challenge that a little bit because and I, I like to get people to push their boundaries 
Um, and when I'm working with clients, I, I try and really dig deep and quickly for them to find what their problems is. So really quickly in our sessions, they'll go, oh, wow. So this is because of this. And, and they will make the links themselves. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't see the point in drawing out sessions. So um, it's a case of what, how can we do this? How can we get to the bottom of it? And how can you um, heal this or do the shadow work or change your lifestyle or your environment so that you can heal it? Because ultimately, although I consider myself a healer, I don't heal people. I'm just a, a channel to help them to remember that they're born healers. Right. Yes. That's it's uh, you're you're uh, like a reminder, right? It's you're facilitating. Yeah. yeah, you're facilitating that activation of, uh, like you said, the the natural healing, and that's amazing. Yeah, perfect. Because uh, yeah, I do see that a lot. You know, with people like uh, you do it for me, right? I'm here and I want you to do it <laughs> for me. And it's like I can't do anything except yeah, like uh, activate what you already know within, and everybody comes with a different uh let's call it template or blueprint so the way one person heals is not going to be the same way this other person is going to heal as well so it's like it can get a little tricky as well to to uh, work with people because uh, it's not easy sometimes to um either like you know the person will figure it out on their own you can give them a few clues but it's like you said it's also their decision right it's like if they are if they block themselves from that and I think you said something very, um, that's very pertinent as well to kind of highlight is that uh, over identifying with something and it's like, well, who am I if I'm not uh, ADHD or who am I then if, if I'm not, you know, if I don't have a bipolar disorder, it's like you realize that all of a sudden you've had this um I guess this false sense of like, uh, yeah, uh, what defines you as a human being all your life, right? Yeah, and you define yourself by your symptoms or your diagnosis. I mean, there's a lot of people in pain. And I was talking to somebody a couple of weeks ago um, who I've met through Facebook here in Spain, and she said she knows that she's never going to heal the pain. So if she's in that mindset, I'm not going to change mind. You know, she's that's who she feels that she is. And who am I to to say any different? You know, that's that's her prerogative. That's her opinion that's who she is she's defined herself by pain wow yeah that's tough though like to to see that and uh yeah because it's like you said it's it's kind of out of your control and no matter what you say or you know try to influence people sometimes it's like it's really up to them and um but what we're doing here is also just planting those seeds right and eventually maybe that person will make that choice so that's what I always say to people as well. It's like, don't worry about, you know, trying to convince your friends or your family about your beliefs or whatnot. It's uh, you, you're planting the seeds, just say what you think and then step back, right? And see what happens. And then you might even find yourself changing your mind about what you said. So it's like, you know, there's <laughs> things are changing and shifting all the time. So I do feel like a lot of people do get fixated on, on certain things be it um, in terms of their self-identity or their beliefs and everything, I guess it's, for me, it's a, it's time to recreate, you know, those, those thoughts and um, give yourself an opportunity to start fresh every day. It's be like, okay, what I thought about yesterday, just, you know, forget about that. Let's, let's see. Um, it's kind of like starting your day as a blank uh, slate. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it was a it was somebody that planted a seed in my mind back in 2005 that actually jolted me out of the medical model. Um, and I started doing a lot of research into natural self-healing. And that's when I started, you know, healing some of the minor complaints like um, um, acid reflux and psoriasis and eczema, um, just through natural ways, just through thinking differently. And it it is about just like say planting those seeds because some of them will land and and because our subconscious mind is always on the go it's it never shuts down it takes everything in without judgment that seed will plant whether they consciously will work on that is a, another matter but it's you know we've planted a seed and it's just a case of let's hope that somebody else or something else can nourish it and help it to grow
exactly yeah totally and and I think that is super powerful what you just said as well of the the thoughts and how that just by itself a thought will definitely start changing things within your body and sometimes you can identify one specific thought pattern that's actually causing a physical symptom and uh you know you work with clients and sometimes I know you told me you do uh, like a meditation practice to kind of tap into those subconscious or yeah subconscious thoughts um I like doing dream work and I've had dreams that literally show me what kind of thoughts I've been having to kind of make for example some sort of uh mark appear on my skin where I'm like you know where did that come from and then I have it literally show up in the dream like I'm lifting my shirt or something looking at it and something is going on where I was like, oh, I did something that was betraying who I really was. Like I was doing or saying things that were that were putting me in a situation that wasn't aligned with who I really am. So it's like, it shows up physically, you know what I mean? So, and then once I started changing that thought pattern, I did see the mark literally start fading away. So yeah. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And, and along that same line, you only have to look at uh, the nocebo and the placebo effect, which have been scientifically proven that, you know, we, we know that by taking a sugar pill, there's no medicine in it. And yet it heals us. It heals us. But actually we heal us. But it's our thought that potentially we're taking something that we think will heal us. So it's our thought about healing from this little sugar pill that causes us to heal. And the flip side of that is true as well. Like you were saying, you can be told that when you take this medicine, that you it will cause nausea and vomiting or it will cause upset stomach. And you can manifest those symptoms because a doctor is a person in authority has told you that that's what will happen. And it's just your thoughts. You bring your mind to taking this on board and going, well, um, I'm going to manifest these symptoms because that's what I've been told are the side effects of this sugar pill. I know, right? And it's, a, it's a crazy. I'm so glad that you touched on the, the psychology experiments and all that, because um, I don't know if you've heard about the, I think it was the Milgram uh, study in the, yeah. Was that the one with the electrical shocks, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I just love that one. Well, you know, it, it's kind of crazy. I mean, I think today they wouldn't allow uh, <laughs> psychologists to do that kind of study because it just goes against so many of the ethical rules. But they they were actually asking people to to sit in this like little booth, right? And then they had this this doctor, quote unquote doctor. So he was wearing this this white robe or what do you, what do you call those things that doctors wear? A white coat. Yes, a white coat. Exactly. So on the other side there was another person right and they would have to electrocute them but it's slightly supposedly it was just slight shocks if they got the answer to a, a test wrong or something and so every time they got it wrong they would they would press a button right and the person actually would start yelling and they're like oh my gosh I'm, I'm not sure this is a good thing oh no 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 keep going keep going they're, they're okay you know and it's like all right and they just kept pressing the button so when it was that that person that was like a doctor figure they would literally go to all the way to the end pressing that button <laughs> and then when it was another person that was not wearing a, a coat they would be like no you're crazy I'm not going to keep doing this there were more people that actually kind of said no nah, I don't I, re I don't really trust what you're doing here but just you know that that thing that like you said like if you believe that someone is proficient in whatever they're doing just because they're wearing that coat or whatnot or the way they dress and just people just kind of believe everything they say and it's like uh, okay, you know, that's kind of, I guess, yeah, just to highlight the fact that people can be so influenced, you know, by just anything, our, yeah, and our thoughts create our reality. Absolutely, and it's, it's that authority figure, because when, the, when the, the actors put on the white coat and had the clipboard and they looked like doctors and the people in the study were told they were doctors, they instantly see a person in authority because a doctor is seen as a person in authority. But actually, we are the authority of our of our bodies. We we know if we go inside and do that shadow work and listen to our body and trust what it's telling us uh, and use our intuition, we can do that shadow work, understand like you've had in your dreams, where you're going wrong, what behaviors you, you're doing that aren't helping you, what thoughts you're thinking that aren't 
good for your health, we can tap into that and go inside and do our own healing work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let me see, what else did we want to talk about today? I don't know. Let me know if you want to add anything before we hop on to the next topic. Mm -hmm. Just that I think um, sometimes I will suggest magnesium oil for uh, some of my clients because studies show that our soil is so depleted that there's very little magnesium in our foods and, uh, and the majority of people are magnesium deficient. And magnesium is needed for over three, 300 different processes in our body. And it's particularly good for the heart and the mind. So any health issues associated with uh, cardiac, hearts and, and minds, mental health, uh, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia. Um, magnesium oil is really, really good, but also it lowers blood pressure. It, it helps with anxiety. It helps with depression. It's so good for so many problems. It helps with um, arthritis and joint problems and aching muscles and, and bruises and inflammation because it, its role is basically to reduce inflammation. So for some clients who've got lots of aches and pains, I will suggest an oil, magnesium oil. And I like magnesium oil because it's, it's literally magnesium hexa, hexahydrate uh, flakes and distilled water. Um, you put it on the body, rub it in, so it absorbs 100% and there's no fillers or preservatives or anything in it. Um, and so you can absorb it um, into the body and it will help with so many different things. But I don't recommend that for everybody because I'm not, um, I'm not a qualified um, prescriber and I, I wasn't when I was a nurse. But I think, you know, if people are aware of how to use magnesium oil um, and the benefits of it, it is truly helpful for health. Wow, nice. That's a great, that's great advice for people listening. Thank you. Because yeah, somebody tuning in either today or another day uh, in maybe next year, you never know, this podcast will be, be available just you know, forever. So I know people are going to be tuning in when they need to hear what they need to hear. So that that's, that's really good advice. And um, also, uh, another thing I wanted to, to add was that um, even though uh, people are not necessarily specialized or you know I think a lot of people get really caught up on oh is this person specialized in, in this certain thing can I trust them yeah it's like again with the labels right it's like well if this person isn't uh, an expert in um, for example viruses how can I trust their information about what's going on with you know the the whole global situation that's I'm just saying that as an example, because that's what I would get a lot from my family is like people that were questioning, you know, what's going on globally with a, the whole pandemic, um, <laughs> where they were like, well, this person, who, who's saying this, like, this person is not a specialist, specialist in what's called virology, or whatever you call that. Um, I'm like, but it's people with common sense that are really in touch with their intuition, and that, you know, that know something is weird here. So I, I tend to kind of um, go more for uh, what, what do I feel about this person that's giving me this information versus going and researching their title and what articles they've published and everything. You know, I think we I think there's a need to step away a little bit from from that. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because ultimately, science is also paid off, uh, as well as doctors. So it's, you know, a title doesn't mean as much now as it did, say, 10 years ago. Um, so it's about how do you feel about that person? Do you have, you know, do you, do you feel that you, you, they speak sense? Do they, do, you know, do you get good energy from them? Um, and what, where have they got their knowledge? You know, if you do some background um, checks and uh, investigations, where have they come from? Why would they know what they're talking about? Can you know? Have they published anything? Um, because as I say, some some scientists have been paid off. So, is is their work genuine? Have they started with a problem to look at, or have they started with an answer and worked backwards? Right, exactly. And like you said, a lot of 
a lot of people are paid off in the scientific community. Not everybody, because you know, I I, I don't want people to think that we're saying, oh, you know, just don't listen to to scientists. And, and no, that's not the idea. But um, because some people are are working and and really uh, they come, what they're doing really does come from a good place. You know, they're they're not trying to deceive you or whatnot. But the people that are above them are being you know paid off or and that's where it all comes from right it's like the educational system has created doctors and nurses that are just not really in touch with um yeah who they truly are and also um yeah with the reality of what's happening but not because they don't want to it's just because they they just don't know they're you know they're in a place where they yeah they just are ignorant not you know and I can say this even for myself I was there as well it's like uh, oh yes, the teacher said this was must be true, you know. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you got to think just because they could, should they have? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like the um, the man who invented the um, uh, nuclear bomb. You know, he he could do it, but that he he was what he was told when he was inventing it wasn't. The reason that it was going to be used for so it's about extrapolating out as well where does it go from here what what is it is it going to be used for good or is there a potential that something could be used for bad and again it's about how do you feel about that where does it come from what where is that origin where is that belief or that that knowledge originated and, and why is it being um, built developed pursued yeah absolutely Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're, we're touching on some really, really good topics here. Um, and another one I wanted to talk about was um, your book, because I just thought it was really cool that that story you told me of how it came about, you know, can you tell our listeners about that? Because I just loved it. <laughs> sure. So it started as um, I, was, I was going to document my own healing journey naturally from the suicidal depression that I'd had. As I started to feel better, I thought I'd start writing about it. Um, and then I, I banged out 10,000 words about my story, the background, how it happened, what, it ha- what happened, how I felt, how I'd started to heal. And then I hit a brick wall, like, so what's the purpose of this? Um, and I wasn't quite sure on the purpose other than I wanted to get my story out. So I put it on my computer and left it for five years. <laughs> because I had no idea what to do with it. And then I woke up thinking, okay, so I can, I can actually bring more people on board. So it's more people's healing. So I'd, I deleted every, all my background story about it and just concentrated on my healing and how I'd healed. Um, and I started reaching out to other people who'd healed anything um, and to write about what they'd had and how they'd healed and um, to help other people. And I got a couple of people came forwards and that little voice in my head went, what do you think you're doing? Who are you? You're not a writer. Who are you? And I'm like, oh, I'll put it. And because I've only got three stories, I'll put it away in my computer again. It sat for another two years. And then one day I just woke up and the voice in my head went, you've just got to reach out. You've got to go out there and find people. Um, so I started joining more, more social media sites. I started joining some groups. I started following people when they put what they'd, what they'd had and healed I, I direct messaged them oh I'm writing this book would you like to join it um, and it's to try and help people to see that they can heal um, some of the diseases that doctors say we can't um, and several people came forwards and then so, so I started developing my book and then I started looking at things that I hadn't got healers for and started going out literally searching the internet for people who'd healed things that I hadn't got healers who'd healed and I reached out to them and, and everybody that I contacted said, yes, they'd love to do it um, because it's, they had the same vision as me, you know, try want to help people to help themselves by showing them that they can heal things like multiple sclerosis, like ALS that we call motor neuron disease, like autoimmune, uh, like um, Lyme disease, you know, all cancers and um, I've got one gentleman healed after a stroke and went back to playing ice hockey. And it's like, my message to the world is don't take on board what the doctor says. If you're going to a doctor, 
but actually just know that deep in your heart, your body can heal itself. It just needs you to support it. So in the end, I had 74 people wrote about their own healing, um, plus my own. And that's how my book was developed. Um, and once I published it in English, because I live in Spain, um, I went to a friend of mine who is married to a Spanish guy and has lived here for about 20 years um, and asked her to do a Spanish translation. So Corati Atimismo was born. Um, and then I went to my Dutch friend and asked her to translate it. So I have it in Dutch. And I also went to a Belgian lady that I know in my, my village is very multicultural went to a Belgian lady and she's translated it into French. And I've currently got a lady translating it into Greek as we speak. Um, and I'm hoping for more languages to come on board over time. And at the same time as I wrote my book, I actually wrote a 10 module course for people to heal themselves at home. Um, but I've since revised that and I've had the same idea as I did with my book to reach out, but I've reached out to coaches who have lived experience. So people who've not been their true authentic self, people who haven't taken, look, looked after themselves and taken self-care, people who haven't forgiven and let go. And so they've all done all of the things that they've written the modules for. And I've got 13 coaches um, and I've expanded my course into smaller bite-sized chunks to be 20 modules now. So it's about Trying to build a bigger community is where I'm, where I'm aiming, in, in bringing people together. So people who read my book can reach out to 74 different people um, because the authors have all left their contact details. People who do my course can reach out to the 13, any one of the 13 coaches who've donated modules on their, their own lived experience within the subject of the module. So ultimately I'm building this much bigger community to bring like-minded people together, but to show people that we can heal ourselves. And here's all these people that have done so. And, you know, they're willing to help you and support you on your journey, should you wish that. Wow, that's beautiful. And I will for sure put the link uh, on this episode so people can check out your website and see where they can find your book. And yeah, and it's it's just so in line with uh, the the objectives of this podcast and also my website, uh, which is going through a little bit of a revamp, but it's still going to be pretty much the same in terms of like the uh, the aim is to yeah bring people together and also to explore different ways in which you can uh, activate yourself, heal yourself, uh, and yeah, and it's not going to be the same thing for everyone but it's providing those different kind of perspectives kind of like you did with different coaches and different uh yeah just different people that might you know one person will spark 20 people another person will spark another 20 people and so on and so this grows right it's yeah amazing <laughs> yeah yeah and and hopefully you know the people will reach out to people um and and so it is bringing people together you know it's sparking friendships it's sparking healing Yes, exactly. And this is a perfect way in which you can do this type of work without necessarily uh, overworking yourself, you know, and you're, you yourself reaching out to everybody. It's creating those links, right? And that's exactly what I've been envisioning as well. And actually along that, um, I'm collating um, people and the coaches who've written for my modules because I'm now organizing a summit for the 7th of January to bring all the coaches together and give them a platform to put their own message out to people about their own healing um, and you know, put the, what they've written for the modules on my course. So it helps me to give them a voice as a, as a thank you for donating the articles on healing for my course. Um, and I will be advertising that uh, shortly through social media. Oh, nice. Okay. That's great. That's a, that sounds really exciting. Wow. This is very inspiring. I think, yeah, your story is, is very inspiring to, to anyone who's tuning in today because um, it, you know, it's not like you had it all easy and all figured out since the beginning. We can tell, you know, that you've had those moments of self-doubt or uh, those moments that it, it's not always easy, but 
you you keep going right and uh and you have that vision even though it's not 100% clear or you're like really somebody I think you said somebody told you oh I think you're going to be doing this and you're like what I don't see myself doing that or I'm not capable enough and we've got all these little voices in our heads right but but it's like okay what can I do today to just uh feel good about myself first of all and then other stuff will start falling into place and then things will become more clear as I go (laughs) you know yeah yeah it was um, a friend of mine with um with gifts shall we say who told me years ago that I would write a book and I'm like I'm you know I'm trying not to kill myself uh, and get through this um I don't see me writing a book um and then last year she said you will open global wellness centers uh, and I'm like wow I'll just I'll just hold that because that's just huge <laughs> and then this year she said uh I've just been told you need to do some podcasting. So, um, you know, maybe after my summit, I might start a, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's so funny, right? It's like how um, some people see our potential like right away and they can see our future. They, But we ourselves just kind of tend to uh, be like, oh, I don't, I don't think I can do that. Or, you know, we doubt ourselves a lot. So I think that's just a perfect example of how, um, I, well, I'm going to say something that I just kind of noticed. Let me know if you agree or not. But um, it feels like you're doing this work, right, of um, helping people to build trust within themselves. Because in a way, that's something that you also sometimes even struggle with today. And I can speak for myself. Like, I, I you know, we tend to help people with things that we ourselves have struggled with or that or we still struggle with today. And through helping those people, we're also helping ourselves absolutely absolutely because once she told me to set up um to start doing podcasts I'm like oh I know nothing about podcasting so I've been guests on quite a few podcasts to try and build up the confidence um, (laughs) and understand what it's all about um so that when I start mine you know I've got at least an idea um having been on a few uh but at but yeah, the fear when she said start podcasting, like, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I'm capable. <laughs> it's just pushing those boundaries, you know, stepping out of that comfort zone and feeling the fear and doing it. Right. So I have a question for you. Is this something that you feel you would really love to do, the podcasting? I think it's just just further the message that people can heal themselves, you know, to tap into to your innate self or your inner wisdom or your higher self or whatever you want to call that, your body wisdom, just to, to get people to understand that we can, you know, we, we know what we need um, to understand themselves, but also to support them to understand what changes they might need to do in that or make in their lifestyle um in their in the food that they the exercise but also the the thoughts and the beliefs it's a whole um it's huge holistic healing's huge it, it encompasses so much but you know as we've said baby steps just choose one thing that you think you can start with so I think my message is is vast in that you can heal yourself and and there's all these different things that you can do so pick something you want to start with and then just let it it's a journey. It's a process. It doesn't just happen overnight. And healing's not linear. So, so for me, I think once my summit's out, done and, and finished, I can then look at starting a podcast with regards to um, getting the message out to people that they can heal themselves and, and there's people around the world that can support them. They don't right. have to. Mm. So you think you that would be something you would enjoy doing, regardless of the fact that it might seem a little challenging. You still do see yourself uh, wanting to do that, right? Yeah. 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 Th- that's so you've got your an- your answer, right? Is yes, go and do it because when we feel resistance, but it's a fear of more like excitement, perhaps go and do that, right? And it's not because a friend told you, it's more like maybe she was sparking that that remembrance, you know, of like something that that you yourself already knew wanted to do even before you came here, perhaps, you know? And yeah, um, yeah but then there's also free will, right? And you can decide not to do a podcast and you're not going to go do it just because somebody else told you, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's, for me, my, my why is is to help other people to know what they can do uh, and to remember that they were born in eight healers. So, you know, my book was my first message and then my course was my second message. 
uh, my summit is helping people so it's kind of part tied in with my second message and I suppose my podcast is a third way to get the message out it's the same message just in different in different avenues yeah exactly it's it's perfect right and just you being here as well it's it's already also starting to create ripples for another part of the population who might not listen to another podcast that you recorded in another platform you know but you're doing it in several platforms so now you're just going to be everywhere and <laughs> and those who are ready to receive the signal and actually yeah start uh, that journey of inner work and uh, and self-healing those people are you know they're ready and uh, I'm really excited for when this podcast is going to come out because I'm sure it's going to spark so many people so yeah yeah really good <laughs> I hope so I hope I can take a leaf out of your book Michelle of course and and you know what the whole um opening the wellness center also was like wow that's definitely something that I've been kind of envisioning as well like um, there's going to be like hubs of people doing different things and we're going to help each other connect it's going to be networks and and yeah and then we were talking about this um the other day when we had our call, remember, it's like, oh, well, how is that going to look like? And how am I going to do uh, anything for that? You know, like, what is my role going to be? And so I've been thinking about this as well. It's like, yeah, I want that to happen. But yes, we've got to keep connecting, right? It, people need to connect more and, and speak more. And if you're listening to this and you're also really excited about what we're talking about is, you know, please don't hesitate to connect with us on Instagram or through here on, on whatever platform you're, platform you're listening to this podcast on, because yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's important to connect, you know, and, and to get this, these projects going, it doesn't have to be one project. I think it's going to be a lot of different projects, but that have kind of the same general aim, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think so too. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Creating hubs and centers all over the world and, and networking and linking them all together because ultimately our aim is the same to help others, to help themselves, to heal. Um, so I think networking is really important. Yes, exactly. And yeah, I, um, I was thinking about like, what else did I want to add on to this? But um, let me let me check my notes. Uh, I think we covered the main points. Do you have any further thoughts? <laughs> um, at the minute, no. We've we've covered an awful lot, haven't we? Oh yes, I remember now. Uh, I did want you to tell us about what you do with the MBTI because I thought that was really interesting. Oh, of course, yes. So um, my husband and I have started researching the MBTI, the sixteen personalities. Um, not to, to put people in a box like MBTI does and say you're an INFJ or you're an ESJ, uh, ESFP. It's, a, it's more about finding out how, you, your how your personality interacts with you and the world um, and an understanding where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. And, and it's about, uh, so for example, my, my strength is uh, I'm a sensory gatherer. I like to gather sensories. I've got lots of books. I like lots of information. I don't organize very well. So <laughs> because I'm running this summit in January, I've had to sit down and write a spreadsheet and try and email people and organize. And, and I find I can organize, but I don't like it as much as I like reading and gathering information. So <laughs> But I know now that my, my weakness is organization. Um, so I'm building that and taking, I've stopped gathering so much to put my energy into organizing. Um, and it's about showing people their, um, we use savior and demon, like, so your bigger, your, your primary focus is the mind sensory. But because it's my biggest, we don't see our biggest trait because we're doing it all the time. It's us on autopilot. And then we've got two middle traits that we see because they're quite balanced and we can we see both of those. And that's who we think we are. But when other people see us, they see our savior and, and what we call the demon, the, the part of us we don't like or we don't use or we don't know. So the idea is what we're doing with this is like observational. We, we watch people to identify their personality traits rather than them 
assess themselves because we don't see a lot of ourselves. And then we, I give them a, my husband's written a document. It's currently at um, nearly 60 pages, I think, on the different parts of what it all means and how it all fits together. Um, so that the, then we can give the, the client a document to say, this is your personality in the MBTI world that, that we've observed. But what we want to take from that is not that, that you know, you are, you're a special person and you're very nice and this is what you like and this is what you do. We want to go, this is the part of you that you don't see. And this is the part of you that you need to bring into balance. And this affects you potentially in this way or in this way. You know, do you see how that plays out in your life? And can you put more energy into developing that either do more like myself organizing or interact with the tribe as in other people more to get their feedback um, so that you know how you fit in with them. Mm. So it's, it's helping people to understand themselves a lot more. And um, my husband's done a lot more research than I have um, and he's teaching me. So at the minute we've, we've, only done a few clients um but the feedback is really good um like the gentleman i was telling you about who said he'd had a really good childhood we did we did observe his personality and gave him the sheets and he found it incredibly informative mm. um, and he saw the the side of him that he didn't normally see and um and now i see that he's interacting with people a lot more so that he understands more of how he fits in with people what his role is with people with family with friends with work um so that's helped him enormously so it's it's still work in progress um and at the moment we're just doing a, a few free um so that we can put our theory into practice um, and discuss it with the people who we're working with to see what their thoughts are their feedback is on the work that we're doing with them Oh, that sounds, yeah, that sounds really exciting. And I like how you emphasize the fact that you don't want to put people into boxes because psychology does tend to do that quite a bit, even though sometimes they say they don't, but they do. And yeah, I see a lot of people running around saying, oh, I'm an JF, blah, blah, blah. I, I even did the test myself one time. I totally forget what I was, but, but yes, we over-identify and coming back to the the things we were talking about from the beginning, you know, it's like over identifying with even those kinds of uh, traits, personality traits, or even a, a zodiac sign or whatever. Uh, we need to start stepping away from that as well. It feels like to me, it's like, um, yeah. Uh, and then what you said also about identifying things that people don't necessarily want to see, that sounds a lot like shadow work. <laughs> oh, yeah, very much so. Um... So it's, it's identifying the parts of you that you don't see and, and you don't like to do, um, but you know that you need to do those, those things. Like for me, you know, setting up a spreadsheet, like, wow, it's, it's all abstract. It's not tangible. I touchy feel, I like touchy feeling. <laughs> I, I need to do that um, because I need to, to understand more abstract because I'm a very sensory person. So, you know, when I've got sensory and abstract together, it makes me more rounded. Exactly. And that's, uh, and that reminds me of the concept um, I, I told you about the other day is a golden shadow. It's like when you look at those things that you don't necessarily like about yourself, there are so many nuggets in there that can help you develop certain capabilities that that you have. Um, but when you transform them and you use them in a more productive way, you can actually develop yeah that, that golden shadow aspect, which is uh, the hidden potential that we all have. Yeah, and I, and I clearly need to to work on my organizing to get the podcast up, to get the summit up. You know, it's not going to do itself. So, so it's a huge lesson for me. Um, but it's necessary, mm -hmm. and and I'll, I'll benefit from from the work that I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a matter of knowing really what is it that you want and uh, what do you see yourself doing, even if it's just a few months later. Sometimes it is nice to to plan a little bit in advance and then to kind of set your, um, I guess, uh, your focus on a specific goal. Sometimes it doesn't have to be super clear either because I've had that happen a lot is that I'm in the dark for a lot, <laughs> a lot of time and and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, now I know why I did all of this that I was doing just because I kind of liked doing it, but now it can turn into something 
that I can, yeah, work with um, and have a little more structure around it. But my, my, I guess, uh, the thing that I don't really like is structure. And, and not that I don't like it, but it's difficult for me to find it. You know, I have a lot of ideas and stuff. And for me, it's hard to ground those. And um, so I really admire people that 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 are very grounded, you know, very earthy, for example, because I'm like way in the clouds all the time, right? <laughs> but how <Absolutely>. can... <laughs> But how can you work on that, right? If you're like me, then how can you work on grounding your ideas more yourself and stop looking for other people to do it for you or just admiring them or being jealous of other people that can do it because you can do it too. It's just, you know, that is that is literally a golden shadow aspect, right? And so now it's like, yeah, okay, how can I work on uh, grounding all that stuff, right? And and um, maybe being more out in nature helps, you know, some people, like you said, it's like putting your, your feet on the earth um, helps a lot. And, and then also, um, yeah, focusing on, on maybe, like you said, baby steps, right? It's like, maybe you don't have a clear idea of what you want to do next, like myself, you know, sometimes. Um, <laughs> but just kind of saying, okay, what can I do from uh, one day to the next, something that will that bring me joy and something that feels very aligned. And then you'll find yourself in a situation where you're going to meet certain people or see something that's really going to spark you and be like ah, I want to do this you know that's how I've gone <laughs> around like about in my life lately it's like just kind of going with the flow and then sometimes I'm like I don't know what I'm doing but I'm doing it <laughs> absolutely and when I set up my first business you know and I went to the bank manager um to set a bank account up he's like well where's your business plan I'm like business plan <laughs> it's like well, what are you doing in your business? Well, I'm doing a bit of this, a bit of this, a bit of this, a bit of this. He's like, no, I need you to be, this is my business plan and this is where I see myself in so many years' time. I'm like, I'll come back another day then. <laughs> I had to go away and work out what I was trying to do, but actually I had all these different ideas and, and I wanted to remain open-minded. And I'm like, well, if I just go, but this is what I'm doing and I'm going down this path and in five years I see myself there, that's quite closed-minded so I kind of wrote a business plan to please the bank manager but <laughs> so I could have the bank account um but but I remained open-minded and I had my fingers in a lot of pies because I didn't know which door I mean they're all open doors but I didn't know which door would lead me to the future that I didn't know that I wanted you know it was like I don't know where I'm going so but all these doors are going to take me different places um, and it's it's a case of just keep stay open minded though you know because what is meant for you will find a way and it's just about having that open mind that and trying lots of different things because you know you'll you will find that something that you try will work and you'll really enjoy it yeah yeah it will so true it's so true it's like don't be afraid of trying different things and maybe failing because there's no failure really it's just there's no mistakes it's just lessons right so just do do your thing make mistakes or whatnot and and that thing that you're supposed to be doing because your soul wants to do that it, it will come in the right time and plus all those other little things that you tried are adding on to your toolbox giving you giving you things that you're you're probably going to use uh for what you're actually really here to do you know yeah absolutely you you learn from everything that you try so you know you gain skills so nothing's ever wasted there is no failure like you've just said there's just learning yes absolutely and I was just thinking about what you said about the business plan I'm like yeah I guess, you know, I have an MBA and um, like, uh, yeah, but it's like you said, like degrees don't have as much value anymore. Plus it's like, well, will that ever be useful? Because I don't even like businesses anymore. Am I even going to really have like a structured business? Because I, I can say, well, I kind of do have my business, but it's, it's not really a business. It's more just like, you know, it's my website. I, I provide certain services here and there, sometimes workshops, but it's still not like, oh, I, I'm, you know, a registered in, you know, whatever should I write a business plan? I'm like, well, maybe not right now, but I think that skill will come in handy when I have something a little bit more, um, I guess, clear, you know, or, you know, it might be something that is not that structured or that, that is not so much in the system, which is also another thing I've been thinking is that a lot of people, especially people that tune into this podcast, 
don't have uh, a very common like uh, path and it's our work is very much on the metaphysical level you know so it's like sometimes we worry too much and compare ourselves to people that are that are oh, doing the, the more matrixy stuff which is not a bad thing you know it's like yeah sometimes you do need to register your business and stuff to get things going and that's that's kind of what you're meant to do but a lot of people also are kind of more meant to do more yeah stuff that is really in the unseen so I don't know that's what I've been thinking too <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just just remain open minded and and do what you like to do and and you know doors will open. Exactly. Yes. 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 So, yeah. It, this this has been great. Uh, I really I don't know. I feel like we've touched on pretty much everything that we wanted to and um, but uh, maybe just let's uh, wrap this up by any message message or messages that you would like to to give to our listeners um, whatever you would like to say yeah I'd really like to say believe in yourself really truly believe in yourself if you believe you can you will if you believe you can't you won't just believe mm, it's that simple right wow yeah, it's it sounds so simple, yet people find it so difficult. But but you can, yeah, you you will. And if you're listening to this, then you're on the right track. Absolutely. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. It's been really amazing. Oh, thank you too, Michelle. It's been fabulous. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day. <laughs> you too. Um, namaste. Namaste. Thank you guys. Bye bye.